You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Welcome back, guys, to my girlfriend's favorite podcast, or as I like to call it, Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Soden, and uh, we got a lot to get into this week. Uh, we had uh, NXT's In Your House pay-per-view over the weekend. Uh, we had a great NXT show, a good bounce back for AEW Dynamite. Uh, SmackDown, as always, it was great, and Raw was Raw. Uh, but first, let's talk about some of the outside of the ring stuff that went on this week. Uh, AEW announced that they're going to be doing a big live show in New York City for the first time ever. It's going to be uh, basically the same concept as a um, Blood and Guts or a Fighter Fest. It's going to be a big event to air on T- TNT. Uh, it's going to be at the Arthur Ashe Stadium, and it's going to be called Grand Slam, a little play on the uh, the tennis uh, pretty creative there by TK. Uh, can't wait to see the show. I'm sure it's going to be like their other uh, TV shows. Some solid quality, uh, really long Young Buck matches. Uh, and speaking of AEW, recent signee Leo Rush announced his retirement last week due to injury. He had uh, that quick shot in uh, the Battle Royal. That they had at their last pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. And also this week we saw ACH uh, retire. Um, I haven't been watching too much of him since he left uh, WWE. But I hope everything is alright with him. Um, on the rumor mill, we saw uh, Samoa Joe and Aleister Black. Uh, uh, Aleister Black allegedly re-signed with the company. Uh, Samoa Joe actually did re-sign with the company because he re-debuted this week uh, after a nice little vacation. And uh, hopefully Aleister Black will be doing the same shortly. And that's it for the Outside of the Ring stuff. Uh, When we return, we'll be talking about NXT's In Your House and their Tuesday show. We are back. Uh, We start the night off with a Naomi Fox performance. Uh, If you do know who Naomi Fox is, please tweet me at Daniel Soden and let me know because I still have no clue who she is. Uh, Throughout the night, we see some Todd Pentengale skits. Uh, Everything was classic nostalgia stuff that you would expect from this pay-per-view. Dexter Loomis and Hit Row popped up. Um, Good way to get those guys on the show without actually being on the show. Uh, The first match of the night... Uh, was MSK and Bronson versus Legado del Fantasma. And I say that every time like I'm a first-year Spanish student because I suck at pronouncing things. Uh, this match is for the tag team and uh, United North American title. I always want to call it the United States title, the North American title. Uh, MSK and Bronson retain in what I thought, just my humble opinion, was match of the night. Um... You got everything you kind of wanted out of it. It left the uh, the door open for future matches with these guys. Um, and when they followed this up with Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee, uh, Zia Lee's entrance was incredible. Um, I thought that they have done a great job of building her back 
building her up from like nothing. She was kind of uh, boring and, you know, mundane. And they gave her a pretty good personality. I like the whole little crew. Boa, I'm still a little iffy on. But Mei Ying, I really like. I enjoyed her uh, post-match attack on Mercedes uh, Mendes where she completely yeeted her into the fencing. Xylee uh, went over creating the rubber match with Mercedes uh, down the line. I, I, I enjoyed this match. It could have easily been on a regular NXT show, but overall it was a good match. Uh, they followed this up with Cam and Grimes versus LA Knight. Once again, solid match. LA Knight won. He was the right guy to win. I couldn't see Cam, Cam, yeah, Cameron Grimes walking around with the million-dollar title while being one of the best baby faces in the company overall. Um, that ladder spot at the end that Grimes took uh, was was great. Not the best NXT ladder match that we've ever seen, but also wasn't a terrible ladder match. It's just NXT has been setting the bar as far as ladder matches go for quite some time. Uh I thought this was weird, but I guess because they didn't have many other matches on the card. Raquel um, versus Ember Moon followed this match. Uh, the match did absolutely nothing for me, but neither competitor really does anything for me. Uh, the Shotzi um, Blackheart return uh, kind of attack, Dakota Kai, you kind of saw that coming. I thought this was going to lead to a tag team match on Tuesday. It did not. I'm not sure where it's going from here. Um and then they followed up with the five-way match for the NXT title. Uh, this felt like a best-of mixtape. Um, it was good. The match was fine. I'm, it's a five-way match, so it's going to be chaotic. I don't care for matches over three people uh, outside of like a tag team match. Um, yep, it was just a best-of. They tried their best to build up Karrion Cross. He's still boring to me. Uh, does nothing for me. Uh, they ended the show... With a William Regal promo, where it seemed as though William Regal was quitting. Uh, This takes us over to NXT on Tuesday night, because they start the show with what we're led to believe is William Regal's retirement speech. Uh, We got the onions cut, and it was going good, and then out comes Karrion Kross with another dud of a promo. But luckily, by the graces of God, Samoa Joe is back in NXT, and he is coming back as William Regal's muscle, and uh, his TikTok line was delivered so much better than Karrion Cross delivers his own lines. Throughout the night, we saw Joe reestablish his dominance, uh, choked out Adam Cole, backed down Johnny uh, Gargano, had a face-to-face with Pete Dunne, and he, they even closed the show with Joe and Regal kind of saying that things are going to be different now. It was a nice uh, storyline throughout the show. Uh, The one Joe segment with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly set up for Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match at Great American Bash. I'm assuming that's going to close out their little feud. Uh, And we finally get the first match of the night, which is Imperium versus Brizongo. In what was an upset for Brizongo to win, I'm not sure what they're setting up. I would imagine Imperium is eventually going to make it to the main roster, probably without Walter. Um, Brizongo looked good. They're a great team to have there to help build up other teams. Um, can't really say much about this match. Uh, it was just a good TV match. Uh, we had Kushida versus Trey Baxter, 
who was formerly Blake Christian uh, on the Independence. You probably know him from GCW. He did a couple dates for New Japan Strong, the American uh, brand. Uh, this was a great showcase of both men's talents. During the match, Kyle O'Reilly came out, uh, kind of eyeing up Kushida for his match next week. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly hopped in the ring and challenged Kushida to a match. Um, so that's going to be incredible next week to watch. Uh, we still don't know who Adam Cole is going to wrestle next week. He gets to pick his opponent, and uh, it's probably going to be someone like Leon Ruff, uh, who will then probably get an upset win over him and bring us back to Leon Ruff times. We then got the million-dollar belt uh, coronation. Uh, L.A. Knight came out after studying what seemed to be hours of the rock footage, and uh, he made his turn on uh, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Naturally, Cameron Grimes comes out and makes the save because who wouldn't want to make a save for the guy that has been belittling him for the last month or so? Uh, I assume this is going to lead to another match between these guys down the line. Uh, yeah. And then we had uh, Raquel and Dakota face off against Team Super Spreaders, Casey and Caden. Uh, Casey and Caden really showed their asses off in this match. They are so much fun to watch. Um, but yeah, outside of that, this match was just, I guess, setting up Raquel and Dakota to go after the tag team titles and have Dakota turn on Raquel down the line. Uh, Diamond Mind is coming up next week. Uh, we got a Frankie Monette and Robert Stone and crew segment. Uh, Mercedes cut her best Eddie Kingston promo. Ever Rise, uh, great promo about the hit row. Uh, good stuff. And then EO returned. Uh, Candice naturally interrupted her, and they had a little back and forth. Indy attacked EO. Uh, They're beating beating her down until Zoe Starks uh, made the save. I was good until Zoe Starks made the save. I knew she was going to make the save because they've been building her up to make a save like this. Zoe Starks uh, reminds me of a early Ember Moon, except watered down even more she doesn't have any personality built to her whatsoever um this is a fault on creative i would assume uh she just looks like your average creator wrestler kind of thing um i'm not sure what they're going to do as far as revamping her up a bit for this feud but it looks like we're going to get eo and zoe versus uh the way and the main event, of course, was the Grizzled Young Vets, who I can't tell apart, versus Ciampa and Thatcher in a brutal, brutal television tag team match. Uh, I'm excited to see where Ciampa and Thatcher go. I imagine Grizzled Young Vets eventually make it back to NXT UK, or I can even see them getting to the main roster. They seem like a tag team that you can kind of plug into Raw or SmackDown and just have them be brutal like they were tonight, and they would work. The double submission was great, and that was the end of NXT's uh, show. It was a good show overall. I kind of took a uh, little step back from the last week, but last week was a near-perfect show. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking uh, AEW Dynamite. discuss AEW's Dynamite, a bounce back show from last week, but still not that great of a show. I'm assuming that all these Friday shows are going to be wish-washy. 
Uh, Matt Hardy's in the ring to start the show off. Uh, he's gassing up Angelica, who is with Jack Evans. Uh, Christian is going to face Angelica. Angelica, like she's a rug rat. Angelico. Um, to further along the Matt Hardy Christian storyline, uh, Christian gets the win. A couple notes from this match. Uh, the announcers really, really lost their minds with that diving headbutt. JR and Tony Schiavone just went on a little bit of a rant for what felt like the entire match. Uh, H2 attacks uh, Christian with Matt Hardy after the match. Jungle Boy gets the save to get uber babyface points with the crowd that felt like it wasn't there. Um, and then we uh, we entered Cody-verse, where we saw Cody and Brock, J. Crew Anderson, the son of Arn Anderson. They announced that they would be facing QT Marshall and Aaron Solo in a strap match next week. Uh, it's going to be Brock Anderson's first match. Uh, QT Marshall comes out, cuts a terrible promo. He eventually slaps Arn Anderson with a belt, which ignites the rage in Brock to tackle him. And uh, yeah, that was terrible. Uh, the less of these guys, the better. Um, then we saw uh, Death Triangle plus Eddie Kingston versus the Bucks and Brandon Cutler in a, uh, a match that was highlighted by Penta taking a missile drop kick to the rectum of Brandon Cutler. Uh, eventually, the Good Brothers interfere. Frankie, the elite hunter Karzarian, uh, makes his uh, way out and steers off the crowd. Uh, yeah, once again, these nothing. These guys are it's just it's the same stuff every week. Uh, we see a Kenny conspiracy promo, uh, later in the night, Kenny's in the ring going off about conspiracies and jungle boy, uh, jungle boy comes out. Kenny acknowledges that jungle boy is not good at a promo. Jungle boy kind of says, yeah, you're right. And attacks him. Uh, the bucks make the save for Kenny. Uh, we're building up to a Uber baby face jungle boy for sure. Uh, earlier in the night, pinnacle had their limo pull up. Now they're in the ring cutting a very rushed promo. Sean Spears is sticking out like the sore thumb that he is. Uh, and then uh, Chris Jericho basically um, says, hey, we're not getting what we want. We're going to show you what's up. And, of course, they attack the limo uh, with forklift included by Jake Hager. That should uh, help him out in the MMA world. Um, and then, uh, what's probably the second best match of the night, Miro versus Evil Uno. They set up the Evil Uno match uh, with a uh, Brody Lee kind of Dark Order package. Uh, Miro uh, needs to really drop the whole best man gimmick. Uh, Dark Order comes out to show their support. Uh, Evil Uno loses, of course, because Miro is kind of on that, you know, kick. Uh, the weird thing to me was none of the Dark Order kind of stepped in while Miro left on the game over. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, Sting and Darby cut a promo. Darby tells Sting to stay home like he's Joe Budden and Sting is Rory. Uh, it's going to be a handicap match next week. Him versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. They cut a promo calling Darby stupid. I don't think any of us can really disagree with that. We get a Jade and Mark Sterling promo. That was pretty good. We get an Andrade promo that should have been his actual vignette to debut instead of having Vicky Guerrero yell, excuse me, like it's 10 years ago. Um, what else? What other promos did we get? There was a Wingman promo. I guess that's their name. They really need to get JD Drake away from that band of misfits. Uh, we had Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch, which... It was it was an alright match. Uh, Layla Hirsch 
it looks good. Nyla building up to the Britt Baker match. Britt Baker cut a promo that was probably the best promo of the night. She feels like their best baby face, yet she's their best heel. Seems to be the uh, the way wrestling is these days. Um, we end the night with a much better main event. We have Hobbs and Cage versus uh, Page and Ten from the Dark Order. It's a good match. Ricky Starks interferes. Brian Cage doesn't want the interference. Kind of says no. Ricky Starks slaps the fillings out of Brian Cage's mouth. Cage runs off Ricky Starks, leaving Hobbs in the ring uh, for a buckshot lariat and 10 to get the win. I hope this is going to be the final turning point in the Team Taz feud. Uh, and once again, AW, AEW Dynamite came and went. Uh, when I return, I'll be talking about SmackDown, and I unfortunately have to tell you about Monday Night Raw. So when we return, uh, you can look forward to that news. SmackDown first, so if you want to do leave afterwards, you can. Uh, SmackDown, we had the Roman Reigns and Uso saga continue. Uh, things started off with Jay backstage with Roman. It eventually cuts to Jimmy in the ring, cutting a promo on Roman, calling him jealous. The, uh, the facials Roman was giving off during this were top-notch star-making, if you ask me. Uh, we then see Jimmy and Jay backstage going... Over things as brothers do. Uh, Jimmy says Roman can come to their dressing room if he wants to talk. Uh, during all this time, we see Ray talking over with Adam Pierce, Ray calling Roman out. Uh, eventually, Roman goes to the Usos locker room. We get a great back and forth. Jay eventually leaves and has Roman kind of give Jimmy the what for. Uh, and then Roman goes out and answers Ray's uh, challenge. So at Hell in a Cell, it's going to be Roman and Ray in the cage for the title. Uh, before Roman can really get too many words out, uh, Kendo Stick magically appears by Ray's feet, and he starts wailing. Uh, Roman takes everything in stride and then eventually starts uh, tossing around Ray. And then Dominic shows up out of nowhere with a Kendo Stick of his own. Um, yeah, and then we see uh, Murder. Roman Reigns tosses Dominic out of the ring like I would a bag of soil. It was the greatest moment on SmackDown. It was the greatest moment in pro wrestling this week. It was amazing. Uh, Roman on top to end SmackDown. And uh, now for all the in-between, we had uh, a KO Big E versus Apollo and Sammy match to start off the show. Uh, Kevin Owens went over on Sammy. Apollo Cruz was not happy by all this. He challenged Kevin Owens and Big E next week. He said Sammy, the loser, won't be his partner. It'll be Commander Aziz. It'll be his first match. Um Sammy starts getting all, you know, Sammy, and then uh, Commander hits the Nigerian nail on him, and he flies, and that's the end of that match. Uh, we get the Street Profits and Gable in the back, going over everything that happened last week. Gable's like, oh, I canceled the tag team match, and now it's, and now we're getting Chad Gable and Montez Ford one-on-one. Uh, no partners can be on the ringside, so Dawkins is in the back watching. This is probably match of the night 
easily. Uh, Otis eventually uh, beats the brakes off Dawkins in the back. Then when Ford hits the frog splash, Otis appears out of nowhere looking like Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure and starts beating the brakes off of Ford. Dawkins tries to make the save, but no go. Uh, This is probably going to set up a tag team match, I would assume, next week or further down the road. We had the Carmella vs. Liv rematch. Liv gets her win back. Carmella is still the most beautifulest woman in WWE. Not sure where that gimmick's going to go. We have uh, Ding Dong Hello. Seth Rollins is the guest. He gets a nice little surprise at the door. It's returning Cesaro. Cesaro beats the brakes off of uh, Seth Rollins. A lot of break beating this week on SmackDown. Uh, Cesaro eventually destroys the set after ripping off uh, Rollins' pants. Uh, Bianca makes her way out, laughing at Bailey, kind of similar to the way Bailey laughed at her last week. And uh, the last match of the night was Corbin versus Nakamura. Again, uh, this time uh, Nakamura picked up the win. Corbin went to get his crown. It didn't happen. Electric Elias and Nakamura made sure they walked away with the crown for the King of Strong style. Uh, Corbin went into Pierce's office and they suggested that next week we have Corbin versus Nakamura uh, in a rubber match. It'll be the fifth match for the crown. I'm assuming this leads to King of the Ring down the line, especially with the news that WWE was looking aren't doing more of those type of pay-per-view show events. It was a good SmackDown. The Roman Reigns uh, saga, if you will, definitely continues to carry the show. But all the in-between outside of uh, Corbin and Nakamura was really good. It was a good SmackDown. Probably, I would say, show of the week. And now for Raw. If you want, folks, you can take this time to leave. I won't be mad. But we have Raw. And I watched it, so you didn't have to. That's right. I got to watch Alexa Bliss recap the Shayna Baszler situation last week. Nia Jax walks in, tells her basically to wipe off that makeup, and Alexa eventually lets Nia know that this is not just a phase. In a match later on in the night, Alexa picks up the win over Nia Jax. Reginald's in there, he gets hypnotized. A lot less of the Bray Wyatt theatrics, a lot more um, bumping from Alexa, so it seems like this uh, this coming Hell in a Cell when Alexa faces Shayna, we're going to get more of a match than we used to kind of get with the Bray Wyatt gimmick. Um, speaking of Hell in a Cell, uh, Raw was pretty much bookended by the Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte feud. Uh, Rhea had the first match of the night where she, um, I mean, uh, Charlotte had the first match of the night versus Nikki Cross. Uh, we get the first near fall due to uh, distraction from Rhea Ripley's music hitting. Uh, eventually, uh, Charlotte does um, get counted out via distraction from Rhea Ripley. Nikki Cross gets the win again. Uh, this sets off Charlotte. She goes after Cross. Rhea Ripley makes a save. Later on in the night, we would get Rhea versus Asuka because that match has always been a hit. Uh, Rhea wins cleanly over uh, Asuka. Then after the win, Charlotte attacks. We get a little bit of a pull-apart brawl, uh, something like you would get at um, a reality show reunion. Uh, Charlotte goes all out. She's clearly uh, she's clearly got Rhea in her head. The Rhea Ripley character has really gotten just stale. Um, they reinvented her 
a little bit when she made her way to Raw. Now it's just she's not the same NXT champion. I've said this before, and it's just nothing she's doing is really hitting. Uh, we get a Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle promo because those are always good. This uh, this leads to Jeff leaving because he has a match. Uh, Randy Orton appears. Riddle and Randy Orton are uh, are great together. They have plenty of chemistry. Uh, Jeff Hardy eventually faces um, John Morrison. We get a dripstick little spot, which they really have to start selling those bad boys. Eventually, uh, Morrison gets the win over Jeff Hardy after Cedric Alexander comes out. He doesn't do anything. He just sits by ringside waiting for the moment to hop on the mic and let his voice crack. Uh, He gets through a puberty-esque promo against Jeff Hardy. Jeff says, uh, let's have a match. If you, you win, I'll retire. So naturally, this match happens right away. Uh, Jeff Hardy wins via the Swanton, where he landed completely on Cedric in what looked like the most painful Swanton to date. Uh, we get the long-awaited debu- re-debut of Eva Marie. Uh, she's going to face Naomi, except she's not facing Naomi. It's Piper Niven from NXT UK. The announcers pretend like they have no clue who she is, so I'm assuming a rebranding is going to come with this. Uh, Piper picks up the win. Uh, And then Eva hops on the mic and says she won. Uh, I'm assuming this is going to eventually get Piper uh, over. Um, But the internet certainly did not like it. I think we need to leave these ladies alone for the most part. Uh, I know the internet loves Naomi. She's she's great. Uh, We need to stop always giving her this kind of allure that she's always losing, even when she's not. It's okay that she put up over, over Piper. Um, it's not the end of the world, guys. She can win matches again. We've seen this happen with countless wrestlers. As far as Piper goes, we can leave the poor girl alone. She did nothing wrong. Uh, Eva, I mean, she is what she is. Uh, we get the blonde muscle friends, uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, doing a photo shoot. Uh, some reason Naomi, not Naomi, uh, Natty and Tamina are training right behind the photo shoot. This leads to a scuffle, and I hope it ends soon. I hope the pain and misery ends soon. Um, we get New Day versus RK Bro in a very good tag team match. Uh, this, this is definitely, without a doubt, the match of the night, and it's it's just a good tag team match, guys. Uh, the roll-in into the RK Row by Woods was great. Finish for the match. Uh, Randy and Matt Riddle are looking amazing together. New Day, of course, is always good together. Uh, after the match, we get another MVP Kofi uh, moment. Definitely leading up to Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston after the Drew McIntyre uh, feud ends. Speaking of Drew McIntyre, we do get a promo from him where we are now in William Wallace reference territory. That's right, folks. They've run out of source material for Drew McIntyre. He's now reciting William Wallace stories. It's just, it's almost as bad as Riker versus Elias again with the same outcome, a count out win. We can forget that ever happened. Uh, Drew McIntyre is going to wrestle AJ Styles. This turns into Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus AJ Omos and Bobby Lashley. The best part about this match was Bobby Lashley just disappears to go get his gear on uh, before the match starts. Uh, Drew got his pin over Bobby, and we are set for Hell in a Cell this coming Sunday. 
Uh, folks, if you don't have to watch Raw, don't. Recap shows are wonderful like this, and I appreciate all of your listens. You can find me on Twitter at Daniel Soden, and you can find the Fired Up Podcast Network at Fired Up Podcast. Uh, have a great weekend. <laughs>